Say we're thankful to be here tonight, thankful for everybody that's made it out this way. We know the weather's getting bad. Uh, I, I, I don't know, it's warm in here. <laughs> um, but thank God for allowing us to be alive today, thankful for the breath in our lungs. Uh, something we look past often, we don't think about it, but it is God that gives us that indeed. I'm, I'm glad of that. Uh, I'm going to read this scripture, then we'll pray, we'll turn it over to the choir. This is in the book of Ephesians, chapter number 1. It's chapter, chapter number 1 and verse 4. I apologize, chapter number 2 verse 4, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved, hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Here's a good verse to listen to tonight. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Glad of that tonight. Glad there was nothing I could do to earn salvation, but Christ purchased it for me. Glad of that tonight. We'll pray and we'll turn over to the choir. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight. God, thankful, honored, humbled to be here. God, we thank you for your marvelous grace, God, and your marvelous mercy. God, we thank you for your loving kindness towards the children of men. God, that while we were yet sinners, God, you, you died for the ungodly. God, when we were undeserving of your love, God, we had no claim to your love. God, you loved us anyhow in any way. God, thank you for the freely accessible gift of salvation. God, thank you for walking every day with me hand in hand. God, even when I wasn't doing right, God, I wasn't walking right. God, you were there, and I thank you for that. God, help the choir tonight. God, help us as we stand. God, I pray I need you, God, more now than ever, God, in my life. I pray, help us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll turn it over to Brother Eric and the choir.
Be here this evening. Thankful that Coop's here tonight preach, that's for sure. But uh, I'm thankful for what we can feel this morning. I'm thankful for the prayers of the church. I'm glad that even sometimes when you come up here and you feel like you don't have anything, you can feel the prayers and it stirs a little bit of peace in you. And all of a sudden, you feel the Lord stop by. And I'm thankful for Him. If you would, please stand. 
and ask if anybody has any unspoken prayer requests. All over the house. Anybody have a spoken prayer request? Peyton, my Peyton, she's starting to ask me questions, and thank God I'm in a position to answer them. Maybe about a year ago, I might not have been, but uh, I'm thankful for what God's given us, and I'm thankful for conviction, for sure. Anybody else got anything before we pray? Ask Uncle Bill to lead us in prayer. to ask if anybody's got a song on their heart, testimony. We'll tell you this, yesterday we went down to the ordination service and got about 10 hours of Jordan and Cooper, and uh, about 95% of that time was around Bible or church or something like that, and I'll tell you what, you talk about a blessing, find you some friends that are in church, man. Get to be able to talk about the Bible, talk about God. 
We talked about our burdens. We talked about people we had burdens for. We talked about the Bible, what it meant to us, what the covenant meant to us. Find you somebody you can rely on, knows that they're going to pray for you. I know when I get up, pray, Coop's going to pray for me. And he knows just as well when he gets up, I'm going to pray as hard as I can for him. But really burden down tonight and pray for him as he gets up. Anybody have a song on your heart? Pray for him as it comes. to sing this and um, Lord put it on my heart um, I like to honor that if I can when somebody asks me to sing so really pray for us And when your spirit will 
allow me to I'll tell the whole world just how you let me through don't move the mountain teach me to pray help me that song. Anybody else got something on their heart before I turn over to Coop? Tell you this, anything helps when you're about ready to get up. Pray for them. Well, I remember the day when you called my name. Came into my heart, I'll never be the same. Hanging on the cross, the road to heaven was paved. It all started that day when I got saved. Oh, when I got saved, when I got saved, every burden lifted and washed away. I'm free as Christ, no longer a slave. It all started that day when I got saved. Now you wonder why I sing, wonder why I shout. Why my hands are lifted, why I have no doubt. The Lord lives in my heart and he's there to stay. It all started that day when I got saved. Oh, when I got saved, when I got saved, every burden lifted and washed away. I'm free as Christ, no longer a slave. It all started that day when I got saved. Bill's got something on their heart. Now I'm on tour coop. Really pray for him. Pray, I appreciate choir, appreciate everything that's been said and done tonight. Appreciate Andrew and everybody that's saying. Um, I'll ask you again, Andrew gave ample opportunity. Anybody that feels like singing or got a song in their heart, feel free tonight. I'll give a little bit of time. I don't, I don't want to rush things. Um, but anybody's got anything, feel free. If not, we'll dive into the scripture. You pray very earnestly. Uh, got this thought this morning, studied this afternoon, and uh, I've got more scriptures marked than I'd like to admit, I'll be honest. So you pray. Um, uh, I'm just going to lean on him, and wherever he leads us is where we'll go. 
Um, if it's five minutes or 20, however long it is, I don't care. Uh, when it's time to be done, I'll be done. So you pray very earnestly. We'll start in Genesis chapter number 50. verse 19, Genesis chapter number 50 and verse 19. Genesis chapter 50 verse 19 says this, And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring it to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now therefore fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. So uh, for right now, that's all the scripture I feel like I need to read. We'll we'll cover some other things. Um, If I could give you a subject or a thought that's on my mind tonight, and if please pray very earnestly, I beg of you, please. Um, If I could give you a subject on my mind tonight, it would be this, death. It's a simple thought, it's a simple idea, but it's been on my heart all day, the thought of death. And I want to say this tonight, I I speak of that subject with great joy and not great sorrow. Death is not something I fear, death is not something I'm afraid of, not because I've done anything good, not because I've paid the way out of death, but because somebody else paid it for me. I'm glad of that tonight, to know that when I speak of death, I love that Paul wrote this, I think it was in... Uh, and maybe Timothy or another place, he's speaking of the resurrection. And Terry mentioned this yesterday. He said, don't sorrow as them that have no hope. I'm glad tonight that I have a hope beyond all measure. I have Jesus living down on the inside. I don't mourn as the ones in the world. But when I look at death, I don't have to be afraid anymore because I've been born again. I thought about death today and I thought about the beginning of time and I thought about Adam and Eve. And I'll skip over there real fast in Genesis if that's okay. Genesis chapter number 3. It begins and it begins to talk about we know the story is Adam and Eve are created and they're put in the garden and God takes the rib of Adam and makes Eve from that rib and he gives them one policy he says don't eat of the tree of the fruit of knowledge of good and evil they had everything in that garden they had everything they'd ever need everything they could ever be sustained by they had need of nothing they had one of nothing they were in the garden all by themselves they didn't have any cares any worries in life God made one instruction he said this he said do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of the fruit of good and evil hear me wouldn't it be humanity tonight that we look at the tree Eve looks at the tree and she makes a decision that Satan tempts her and she makes a decision that she is going to eat of that tree of the fruit of knowledge of good and evil let's read it tonight Genesis chapter number 3 We'll say verse number 2, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. We find here that Satan is using death to tempt Adam and Eve. What do you mean by that? Why would they be tempted by death? He's using it to say, you surely won't die. It's a possibility, but surely you won't die. There's a possibility. Why don't you just eat of it? Look, and here's what Eve made up in, the, in her mind. Here's the decision she made. She decided to eat of the tree of the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. What happens from then on? Mankind is doomed and we've made a covenant with death. Well, preacher, that's just not fair tonight. I just don't understand. Why would I be in heritage of sin. Why would that be that way, friend? I just want to say this. We hear it often. If you would have been in the garden tonight, you would have made the same decision that Eve and Adam made. We're all made of the same stuff. We're 
all corruptible flesh. We're all imperfect. We're all unrighteous. Hear me, you can look at Adam and Eve and you can point your finger all day, but until you settle and realize that it was us and it was us in that garden that made that decision that we are all doomed and we've made a covenant with death, you'll be stuck in that place. You can sit and you can look at Adam and Eve and you can blame God until the day you die and in hell you're going to lift your eyes. Why? Because we as men, we've made covenant with death. We've agreed with death and we've said, God, we want death more than we want fellowship with you. Oh God, tonight I thought about that subject of death and I thought about the book of Romans and I may read here in just a moment but we know that after Adam and Eve chose death that death reigned from breast to breast and that death reigned from Adam all the way down to Jacob and Isaac and Abraham and Moses and Adam. All those boys, it rained down until it arrived to even me and you, friends. I want to say that death reigned down into that but hear me, there was a man one time that broke that covenant with death. Thank God tonight that I... I am looking at a risen Savior. I don't want to jump ahead of myself, friend. But where we had a covenant with death, we needed someone to come that we might be made free and someone would annul that very covenant and give us a new one. I want to say tonight that what we needed is what we got. We got the very best. There is nothing better in this world. He was the best that heaven had to offer. Oh, preacher, I just don't understand. I can't grasp the idea that God would sentence me to hell. God would judge me and say that I'm bound for hell, that I'm a sinner and I'm not righteous off of my inherited sin and my sin. Oh, God, I've tried to live a good life. God, I've tried to be good. Oh, preacher, I've donated to the poor. I've participated in charity. Preacher, I've been to every church that's ever been. Preacher, I've walked in every door and line of the church house. Preacher, I've talked to every preacher. Preacher, I've prayed for the preacher. Preacher, I've done this. Preacher, I've done that. If you're not saved, you've got a covenant with death. Preacher, I've done all these things. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Friend, it's simply of His grace and through our faith in Him that we're born again. I had a great covenant with death. I had a mighty covenant with death. But it took someone mightier than that very covenant. It took someone mightier than what I could understand. It took someone mightier than I to break that covenant. Thank God tonight that we had a covenant with death and we couldn't get out of it. We couldn't find a way. But there was a man in Bethlehem one time that was born of a virgin who walked the shores of Galilee. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. Thank God when I couldn't break it, there was a man that stepped up on my behalf and said, you can't be victorious, but I am. Thank God tonight. If it's okay, I want to skip into the book of Romans. I want to read some there. This is explaining what I just told you. Romans chapter number 5 said, Wherefore is by one man sin entered the world and death by sin and so passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Friend, you are not excluded tonight. You are in that number. Well, preacher, I was baptized in water. Preacher, my name's on the church books. You're going to hell if that's what you're relying on. Except you be born of the Spirit and of the water. Friend, that's talking about something deeper than your flesh. In hell, you're going to lift your eyes. I'm not depending on the baptism by Terry Brock. I'm depending on the baptism of the Holy Spirit that God gave me as a six-year-old boy. Thank God that Terry baptized me. Thank God that happened and I followed in believer's baptism. But hear me, if I never got baptized, heaven would still be my home. Why? Because I encountered a mighty man as a six-year-old boy. And when I couldn't get to him, he came to where I was. 
was when I couldn't reach high enough, Gary. He reached as low as he could and said, I'll save a sinner. Thank God tonight. We're not excluded, friend, but I am saved tonight. I'm glad of that. Let's get down in verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Here's Paul's summary. He says, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that sin entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Hear me tonight. That opening scripture I read, Joseph was looking at his brothers. And I want to say this. When we look at that scripture, I'm going to circle back here. I told you my subject is death. Joseph looked at his brothers. And we know the story of Joseph. That Joseph was born and he was Jacob and formerly Israel. He was called Israel's son. And hear me good and well. He had brothers that looked at him and they, he was coming down a valley if I remember it correct and he was walking down there and his brothers despised him he had a color of many coats he had everything that they wanted his brothers despised him they began to talk together and they began to conspire and they said let's not kill him it's not worth killing him let's send him down to Egypt and put him in bondage let's send him down there and let him be in trade they began to look and he went further we know the story that Joseph arrives in Egypt and he gets down there and he gets sold to Potiphar and he lives in Potiphar's house. He works in Potiphar's house. He does all those things, friend. He's standing in Potiphar's house and Potiphar's wife comes unto him and tries to get her to lay with him. And Joseph does the right thing. Joseph was a good man. Joseph was standing and he said, I can't do this. I'm a good man. I'm a man of God. And he ran out the door. Potiphar's wife had a hold of his clothes, Gary. And it said that it rent his mantle. If I remember basically saying Joseph is running as far away as he can from trouble but the woman got a hold of his clothes and held it she would go to her husband Potiphar and say Potiphar listen Joseph tried to lie with me she was lying on Joseph she said listen Joseph tried to lie with me and all these things happened Joseph is sentenced to go down to prison he goes in prison for years there's two men that arrive out of Pharaoh's house one was a butcher I can't remember what the other one was but that's okay in the prison and they have dreams and Joseph begins to look he interprets those dreams I'm going to slow down for just a moment if that's okay hear me Joseph begins to interpret those dreams and he looks and he says when you get out of here you're going to go back to Pharaoh's house when you get there please remember me the butcher would get out if I remember one of them got out and got back into Pharaoh's house the Bible says but he forgot Joseph they went on a little further and Pharaoh had a dream and the butcher began to remember that man down in the prison cell. He said, there's a man down in the prison. He can interpret your dream. Pharaoh calls him out. 
And Joseph interprets the dream of the seven years of good and the seven years of famine. Joseph then lives at the king's palace, the Pharaoh's palace for the rest of his days. Eventually his brothers show back up and they come unto him and they say, by God, please have mercy on us. Oh, by God, he's going to destroy us. Jacob's dead at this point. They said our, he said their father's dead. He has no reason to keep us alive. They're coming unto him saying, oh, please spare us. Here's what jo Joseph said. He said, the devil or not the devil he said you meant it for evil but God will use it for good can I say this tonight that death has a hold on us but here's the thing tonight we deserve death that's not a spawn of evil that is a just death we indeed justly deserve the due recompense of our rewards it is by our own choice it is by our own nature Eric that we do deserve death here's how you know that Joseph is not a type and shadow of you and I Joseph Joseph did not deserve an ounce of what he went through. Can I remind you, friend, Jesus Christ did not deserve an ounce of what he went through. Joseph is not you. Joseph is not me. Joseph is Jesus. Friend, tonight, don't look at Joseph and say, man, thank God. I got all kinds of evil coming at me. God's going to use him for good. The Bible does say that he will work all things for good to them that love the Lord. That's in there, but hear me. All that Joseph went through is not a picture of you and I. It's a picture of the struggle of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Can I tell you who we are in this story for just a moment? We are Joseph's brothers. Oh, preacher, I've been good. Have you lied on him ever before? Have you cursed his name? Have you put other gods before him? Friend, you are no different than the brother that sent Joseph down to Egypt. Hear me, there were some men one time that were standing about 2,000 years ago. I don't need to turn to it, but I'll say it tonight. They were getting ready to crucify our Lord. And there was a man named Pilate. They had two there. There was Pilate, Barabbas, Jesus Christ, and two other men. Roman custom at that time, they let one man go free. Pilate looked, he said, who do you want to go free? The crowd began to cry this, crucify, crucify, crucify. Who were they talking about? Not Barabbas, they were talking about our Lord can I tell you they had evil in their heart towards him can I tell you friend they looked at Joseph and they said evil 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 I want to do every evil thing that I can they looked at our Lord and said I want to do evil thing every evil thing that I can to him well preacher tonight what does that have to do with me can I remind you friend that the nails that were hanging tonight were put in by your hammer hear me good and well that we are the ones that crucified him it is our sin it it is our doing. Well, preacher, how tonight? I just can't wrap my head around that. I always thought I was Joseph. I always thought I was a good man. But preacher, the more you mention it, I am a liar and I am a sinner. Well, friend, tonight, can I tell you the good news of the gospel? That God loved the world so much that He sent the very best that heaven had to offer. Not a substitute, not a wonder, not a I hope this works. But he said, here is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Oh God, tonight preacher, are you telling me that Christ came for me? Yes, indeed he did. Oh God, if he could save me, surely tonight he can save you. Christ comes and we find that he's sentenced there and he's on the cross of Calvary. And I thought about that as Joseph had said, you meant it for evil, but God will use it for good. Friend, we indeed justly deserved our death, but there's a man hanging on a cross 
who has a spear in his side and he's being mocked and he's got words above his head that say this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. There's some men that come by and they begin to bet on his clothes and they say, I want that garment, I want that garment. Hear me, there's a man on a cross at Calvary that sits back innocent as a little lamb and he goes and does not open his mouth or say a word. Who is that for? For you. There's a man standing on Calvary who was obedient to his father's will and said, Father, not my will, but thine be done. What was God's will that none should perish, but that all should come into the knowledge of everlasting life? But friend, before everyone was any let go, before anyone was ever let go, before anyone was ever set free, there had to be a price for sin that we had committed. God's just. If you look at a court of law, they've got to have a just dealing. Their attempt is to execute justice. Blaine can affirm me on that if I'm right. They want to execute justice. What does it mean to be just? We look at ours and if you murder somebody, you'll get capital punishment, friend. In God's courtroom, hear me good and well, one ounce of sin is banishment to hell. Why? God is so holy. God is so righteous that even one speckle of sin stands in His eye and He cannot bear to look at it. Isaiah in the book number in Isaiah number six, he was looking and he said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the one Lord high and lifted up in the glory of his train filled his temple. He went on a little further. He said, And the cherubims and the angels cried this Holy, holy, holy. Friend, I want to see God like that in my life, but hear me. He's so holy we can't comprehend. God, how could he send me to hell? He's so righteous that our unrighteousness is unfathomable. Friend, we indeed justly tonight, when it comes to death, we deserve ours. So preacher, I don't understand. We deserve it, but you're telling me I can get out of it. Oh, friend, here's the good news. Joseph said, what you meant for evil, God will use it for good. Pilate and all those men tried to do every evil they could to Jesus Christ. There's a day... Three days after the cross, they thought we've got it done. It's over with. The one who cried, he was the Messiah. The one who healed the sick and raised the dead. It's done and it's over with. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Friend, but there was a time and a place Mary came walking to the tomb. Mary and Martha ran to the grave. And they saw the stone was rolled away. Bible says this, that Peter and John came running. You know what they found? That Jesus Christ was alive. How is it that we can get out of death? Why? Because somebody died in our stead. He died a death that we deserved. He died a death we couldn't pay. He died a death we couldn't know. But thank God, He loved us so much that He went through it anyhow. Oh, thank God tonight. How is it that a sinner can go free? How is it that a dead man is now alive in Christ Jesus? Christ died for the ungodly. Not only do I have life, but I have life more abundantly in Him. I want to get one more scripture and I'll be out of the way tonight. Revelation chapter 1 and verse number 18. Jesus is speaking. He says, I am He that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. 
and have the keys of hell and of death. How is it that the man that is blind can now see? How is it that the man that is dead is now walking around? Because Christ purchased victory for you and I. When I couldn't even wave a sword, when I couldn't even begin to do it, Christ walked in and said, I'll pay the debt. Can I give you the good news now? Christ said, for I was, or Paul said, For I was alive without the law once, but the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. He then would go on to talk about how Christ saved him Inside, Eric, I am alive. Thank God. Friend, but there is another death that is coming. There is another death that will soon be approaching. I want to live in the light of eternity now. I love Leonard Ravenhill used to say that. He said, oh God, send the fire now. God, I want to live in the light of eternity now. Hear me, but he would go on and Paul would begin to write, hear me. We find him over there in the book of Thessalonians who I talked about it earlier. He said that you don't mourn with those that have no hope. Can I give you the good news, friend? That I'm alive in Christ Jesus now, but there is a death that is coming to each and every one of us that I don't have to fear. Thank God tonight I'm I'm not afraid to cross that river. Why? My Father owns the land on both sides. Friend, can I say this tonight? If you're here and you're saved, Christ has made you alive. Live a life that's alive. Man, we walk around and I don't want to get on anybody tonight. I promise I'm almost done. I'm coming to a close. Man, we live a life. We walked around so depressed and so walled up and we sit in the corner Friend, if we would look back and realize, Job said this, he said, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. The breath in my lungs right now, oh God, you gave it to me. God, the church in front of me, God, you've given it to us. God, the four walls that hold this place up, God, you gave it to us. But here's the thing tonight, friends, we have things happen in life. And we look and we say, oh God, why would this happen? The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. It's His right. Can I ask you this tonight? He may take things from you, but He will never, ever, 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 ever. Do you get that? He will never take your salvation away. There's always one thing that I find hope in. It's that I may have sorrows here, but it's not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us at the last day. Friend, there's a great day coming when I'll see my Jesus face to face and I'll thank Him for a million years. Oh God, I was once dead and I was dead in trespasses, but You passed by my way and gave me a way of life out. Oh God, tonight, how long will you stare at the finished work of the cross and the resurrection and say, God, I'll wait till tomorrow. Friend, today is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. If you're here and saved, friend... Eternity, my soul's in eternity now, hear me. But eternity is coming. Everything we have here is temporal. It's got a time where it's going to vanish away. It's all going to burn up one of these days. Friend, but like I said, there's something that gets me up out of bed every morning. That will never burn. It'll never go out. It'll never wash away. Friend, He who the Son hath made free is free indeed. Well, glory to God tonight, preacher. What do you mean about death? Why is death so important? You're dead in your trespasses. Christ died in your stead. And now you don't have to die a lonely death anymore. 
Oh, friend, tonight I beg of you, please, from the depths of my soul, from the very depth of my being, Christ has died for you. Would you be saved? He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open unto me, I'll come in and sup with him and him with me. That's a promise of the Word of God. And he's not slack concerning his promise. I'm done tonight. I appreciate your prayers. Let's get a song. Stand with us. Preacher, I'm scared. I'm afraid of death. I want to say this tonight. There's a big difference in being afraid to die and being curious or scared of how you're going to die. Blaine, I think the heart attack you had and you talk about the comfort you had in that time. I don't know how my life's going to come to an end. It may be a fire. It may be natural. It may be cancer. It may be a heart attack. But I think of what you said. You said God was holding your hand the entire time. Friend, I have a promise from the throne of God that when I come to cross the river, He'll hold to my hand as over death's river I go. Thank God, then safe I shall be. Thank God tonight. Sing when you're ready. Would you come? Would you accept Him as Lord and Savior? Oh, Christ died. Preacher, I'm tired of hearing of the death. I'm tired of hearing of the resurrection. You better get right, friend. There's no other good news we need to hear than of Christ and His shed blood. Would you please come tonight? Well, preacher, there's people here. Christ died in front of a large crowd. Friend, all He's asking is for you to come and say, Jesus, I need You. Jesus, I can't do anything myself. Jesus, it's not in me. Jesus, it's not of works. But Jesus, if You would take my soul and wash it in Your red blood and make it white as snow.
want to say this tonight. I thought about, that's my favorite song. Most of you know that. I, I, I thought about the places in my life. And if you're, if you're lost here, I want to encourage you, please move. But I want to deal with the church for a moment, if that's okay. I thought about a time in my life when I would come to church very rarely, but when I come, if they sang of God's love, didn't do a thing to me. Friend, what a miserable place to be tonight. God sent the very best, and we stare at it cold-faced. Friend, I believe the love of God ought to do something inside of you that no man can. If you're here tonight and you're cold and indifferent, be a good time to get right. I'm not going to ask for another song. I'm done. So, um, I appreciate being here tonight. I, I appreciate your attention, your prayers. I appreciate the church, and I love you. Most of all, I thank Jesus for what He's done for me. Thank God how good He's been to me. Uh, we got any announcements? No. Okay. Uh, everybody's already standing. So I, I, I appreciate your prayers. Like I said, I appreciate you paying attention tonight. I, it means a lot to me. Not for me, but uh, to have people engaged, it means something. So uh, at this time, if nobody else has anything, we'll ask Brother Sean to lead us in prayer. Dismissal.